Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. I'm Detta. And we have... Conowin in the corner. Hello. <laughs> well, hi, Conowin. Hello. I'm coming out of my cave into my corner. Nice to see you both, as always. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be here to talk about the exuberant, happy, wonderful, joyful Sagittarius season. And guys, I promise we are looking at a much happier season from last month. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My mom's birthday. birthday. Yay! Awesome. And of course, we have Sagittarius Dada with us in, in this room right now, which is fantastic. So happy birthday to you, Dada. Happy birthday to all my Sagittarians out there, near and far. Many of them live, I'm sure, very far. <laughs> <laughs> kind of part of the territory. But yeah, I'm super excited to get into this season. I know last season we had a number of surprises come our way in terms of good and and hard, um, as well as just a lot of, wow, <laughs> definitely hit me in a very intimate way. How about you guys? Was Scorpio season like as wild as I talked about, or did we all survive a little bit? Oh, yeah. I'm seeing It yawns. was intense, and I had a ton of downloads. My body decided to tell me what to do, which is great, you know, because <laughs> you're supposed to listen to your body, but I was very happy about stuff that happened in the United States, you know. I think that Uranian surprise came in a way that none of us were really expecting, which was kind of a nice thing. I went ahead and went out on a limb because I was like on this whole hope thing. It's like, I'm going to hope. I'm going to hope. I was wrong about one thing, but only by like, you know, I think one person or two people. It's a pretty good so, margin. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Your Jupiter is showing beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> All that optimism. I love it. There we go. And since it's Sagittarius season, it's time for more optimism. Indeed. Yes. Well, let's bring in the positivity. Um, Sagittarius, of course, is, is the archer, the centaur, the, all of the, like, looking forward into the distant future and having that optimism, right? So we've just gotten through Scorpio season. That's the decay, the leaves falling to the ground. They have fallen to the ground and now we can see through the forest, through the trees, out far. This is something Rick Levine, astrologer Rick Levine talks about a lot. Just in terms of Sagittarius can go and see the distance, and that hope is always prevalent with uh, Sagittarius. They're able to see wide and long and far. They're ruled by Jupiter, which is our planet of beliefs and our morals and our values. It's the planet of expansion, so that's expanding your mind, expanding your experience, and going out into the world and experiencing cultures and expanding your awareness and your heart, right? And it's planet of luck and of optimism. And sometimes, you know, that expansion can really, really expand things in a way that's like, oh my gosh, too much. So sometimes Jupiter can show up in our chart as like anxiety because we, we just have a lot of big feelings about what's going on. And so Sagittarius has a lot of big feelings. Sagittarius is big fun <laughs> and big times, big awesome, you know, and sometimes that big can feel really big. I think for sure Sagittarius is the sign that wants to bring the fun. I just did a tarot poll for the Patreon. Mm. So yeah. many cups. So many big cups, dude. Big cups. <laughs> big feelings, big anxieties, big big decisions, big cups, dude. Bonfire babble, big cups. Big cups, dude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
Well, hopefully those big cups are bringing in lots of joy and abundance as well. We're going to be talking quite a bit about abundance, I think, this episode, which is a good thing to talk about, especially with the you know holidays we are looking toward and the celebrations that we may choose to have with people that we may choose to love or tolerate, right? <laughs> so going forward, Sag season is going to start on November 22nd, 2022 at 1220 a.m. So right in the middle of the night, that's when the sun moves to zero degrees Sagittarius. And we have a really nice chart actually to start the season. And whenever um, I cast a chart for the moment of the sun sign season, that kind of gives a flavor of the whole season itself. So we're going to have a really lovely Venus conjunction with Mercury in Sagittarius. That's like our minds and our thoughts aligning with what we want to attract and what gives us pleasure. So there's an excitement around that. There's a positivity around that. Again, they're both in Sagittarius and they're combined. So really our hearts and our minds working as one to pull in what it is we like and what we care about. Saturn will be back trining Mars, or rather I should say Mars will have reversed back to trining with Saturn again, which is really wonderful for getting things accomplished. Mars and Saturn working together is always a good thing. And there's a lot of uh, free-flowing energy around long-term planning and self-discipline and being able to look at the long-distance goal and say, I can meet that, and actually doing the work necessary to do that, do some really great long-term planning. So you can probably tell already Sag season is that really long-term planning, you know, sort of thing. If you have that five-year, 10-year goal, this might be something that you start thinking about. Really expanding the limits of what we think we can accomplish. It's possible and it's definitely going to be on our minds here. And I think not just us, but globally, culturally, community-wise, we're going to start seeing these things coming up. Sun will be trying Jupiter, which is Sagittarius's ruler, as I said. So that's bringing in another dose of expansive, lucky energy of abundance to the whole season. So there's a real lightness with this. I love it. It's, it's very buoyant. And uh, the moon will be opposing Uranus in the North Node. So I do think that, you know, while there is this happy energy, either the things that are kind of weighing heavily on our heart that we've just gone through in the previous season, or perhaps things that we know are coming for us, like big changes, big transitions, will still be weighing on our heart. So we're not like cleansing ourselves of all worries and burdens. It's it's definitely there, but I think there is that hope that like you were talking about, there's a hope that's prevalent with the season. And that's the energy that is starting this whole season off. And what's really great is Jupiter has been retrograde for the last couple of months, but the day that it moves direct is on Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving, which is kind of nice. Like, okay, we get all our big planets moving forward. The only one that's still moving in reverse is Uranus. So Jupiter's energy, because it's going to be stationing direct, is at its highest potency, right? We've talked about when Jupiter is standing still or these big planets that go retrograde, when they stand still, it's like their power is magnified. So we get Jupiter magnified, which of all the larger planets, I'm really happy it's Jupiter, <laughs> especially on a date like the U.S. Thanksgiving, which has so much emotion and and controversy and stuff tied into it. Like these are very much big feelings. So it can feel again, very almost anxiety driven, or there's just a lot happening. But if you remember to sort of take the, the essence of Jupiter, which is that optimism and that hope and try to sort of temper down the expansion of anxiety with Jupiter, right? And remember, like, I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill with a couple of things. Maybe it's family drama. Maybe it's whatever. Just remember, right, that Jupiter is going to want to expand. So if you can focus that energy toward the good, the positive that you want to expand, 
that's great. And actually, what's kind of cool with U.S. Thanksgiving, I tend to call it Jupiter's Day because I kind of like the idea of celebrating Jupiter better in Sagittarius season on a Thursday, Jupiter's Day. And it's Jupiter's all about abundance. So it's like it's the abundant holiday. It's kind of a bond part too, right? So that's kind of how I decide to angle my view of uh, Thanksgiving and the fact that Jupiter is going to be in such a like potent placement, especially in those last degrees of Pisces. So that's kind of reiterating like all of the energy around healing, like universal love with Pisces. Pisces is really about connecting to each other on like more than just a human connection. It's like we're like being able to see the unity in all of us. So there's a real sweetness with Jupiter and Pisces. And I like that it's going to be direct, not at a horrible degree of Pisces on Thanksgiving. That's, that's pretty nice. So I don't know if you guys have any like, thoughts. I am straight up going to start calling Thanksgiving Jupiter's Day. Right? I know. Because it's just, it's more fun and it's less genocide. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> totally. I have a friend who I just heard this um, today from, or yesterday from her, that calls it Thanks for Living Day. Love it. That's great. Important to <laughs> That's her loved fine. ones. Thanks for living. <laughs> I want to live like the gods on that day, right? Like with all the abundance. I want to live like, like the gods every ding dang day. I, I mean, accurate. Yes, thank you, Corey. <laughs> so I think I think that flavors that day really, really beautifully, and um, and then we get to step right into uh, actually the day before that, technically. So it's kind of like infusing this energy again. Is our new moon in Sagittarius? So. Uh, it's Sagittarius season. We got a new moon right at the top of it. It's going to be at one degree Sagittarius. So you're going to want to go, if you have your natal chart, go check out where one degree Sagittarius is in your natal chart. Don't worry, ladies in the room. I'm going to be talking about where it is in yours. <laughs> and, and so, um, cause I typically do. And what day does that happen? And that's going to be on November 23rd at 2.57 p.m. Pacific time. So the actual new moon is in the middle of the day. If you want to celebrate the new moon energy, make sure you do it the night of the 23rd, not the previous night, because <laughs> that'll be dark moon energy, right? So night of the 23rd is your night to do any kind of new moon stuff. And oh my gosh, let me tell you, I was so relieved when I looked at this new moon. I was like, wait, this is actually a really nice new moon. <laughs> hooray right because again we've got all this like beautiful jupiter energy that like flowing trine with jupiter so again more expansion more healing there's positive lessons learned come out of this venus and mercury are going to be in a trine with chiron so there's like the lessons and the hardships that we've had to bear with and deal with we're learning how to cope with those things and grow from them and by in turn like help other people heal from them and attract what we want out of all of that. So I definitely think a lot of us have dealt with some really hard stuff in the last couple of weeks, especially if not the last couple of months, years. So uh, I do kind of see this as a turning a new leaf. And this moon is just such a beautiful moon to manifest with. I think this is kind of the the step into the next era that we've been waiting for. I just see it as like, we can start seeing that sun peeking through the, the trees and the sunrise. So uh, that's the vibe, the energy that I'm getting from it, which really makes me excited because I think we're all friggin' ready for it, right? <laughs> and so, and this is a great time if you want to step into higher forms of education or learn about new cultures, travel somewhere if you're able to, right? Or even just travel from your computer at home, go down a rabbit hole and learn about a new culture or a new place, or just expanding your heart, expanding your mind, ex expanding your perception and see uh, about, you know, you, 
yourself have potential to reach wider audiences and impact the world in a deeper way. And of course, with healing, especially, that's kind of the focus around this because Chiron's involved and Jupiter's going to be in Pisces. So there's that, again, bringing unity and connection with all of us together. Jupiter's also going to be sextile Pluto for this moon, which is pretty deep, right? That's kind of bringing up all those like old plutonic uh, karmic lessons, shames, guilt, but it's seeing it in a more hopeful way. It can also be a big way. So perhaps like just remembering Jupiter's going to make things bigger. So it's maybe not as in your face or big as it needs to be, but there's also big potential here to move past it, to be able to face it and know it and move toward a better future through learning more about it, right? So let's unburden ourselves of that shame and guilt and move in a better direction for this new moon. It's just really, really a lovely moon. Like I said, look into your chart and see where one degree Sagittarius is. That'll be where that new moon is, is in your chart. And you can kind of gauge based on the house that it's in, what arena of life that'll look like for you. So in my case, what's actually interesting about the three of us in, in our little room right here is it's actually going to be in the same placement as it was last new moon. So if you're having a recurrence of whatever you may have been going through, it's it's kind of like part two, but better. <laughs> and so for me personally, it's in my eighth house, which is interesting because it's like at the very end of my eighth house and it's giving me a new perception of death, which intimately in my own life is actually really, really enlightening and helpful. Deta, it's going to be in your first house of your body. So being able to make goals, I know, right? <laughs> and so being able to make any goals you have around feeling your physical body, your physical self, health, wellness, really just feeling grounded within yourself. And Corey, it's going to be in your second house. So this is around your self-worth. This is around your resources, your values, the things that you hold close to you, that you care about, that you work hard for, and then that give you what worth. So I think, again, for all of us in this room, it's interesting. It is a repeat of last because it's pretty close in terms of the last moon, and it just happens to work out that way with your houses. So if you yourself are experiencing a repeat of last month's new moon, just know that it's probably going to go better this time. <laughs> last month was the was the eclipse, and that was rough. Last month was rough. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to carrying the current energy that I've got through Sagittarius season because Hachimachi last month was hard. Hachimachi. It was. So what's kind of nice about this season, I don't feel like it's going to be as overwhelming as a whole because we don't have a lot of planetary movement happening. I mean, the planets are obviously moving, but they're not changing signs a whole lot, right? <laughs> Corey, you laugh at me. Thanks. Well, I mean, <laughs> it would really freak me out if they just stop. <laughs> Everyone just stop moving. <laughs> look into the sky. It's all going to look the same. Don't even worry. Don't even bother. Uh, no. So we are obviously having planets move, but because our big, big planets are going to be in their signs for quite a while until next year. Next year's bringing lots of good change. But this month specifically, we're really not seeing any ingressing. So that's when a planet will move from one sign to the next. We are going to see an ingress. So the energy shift from Sagittarius into Capricorn gradually as the end of the season progresses. But before that, we have our full moon in Gemini. This is on December 7th at 8.08 p.m. It's at 16 degrees. So check where that 16 degree Gemini is. Uh, you will definitely likely be feeling this because Mars will be right there. 
So I will say this full moon is going to be a little bit tough. Not as tough as last month. That lunar eclipse, I think, will go down in history as being a big one. I mean, that was on election day. So big, big moon. But this one, I will say, is pretty tough. The moon will be conjunct Mars exactly opposing the sun. So whenever Mars and the moon are together, they really don't like being together all that much. If you have that in your natal chart, those are lessons you're learning. It is a tough lesson to learn, but it's really about controlling your emotions that control your aggression or rather how actions can like control your emotions. So it's, it's finding the balance between those two. But when it happens in a transit chart, it can really kind of cause like feelings to be hurt. Again, aggression coming from outward or you showing aggression outward. Um, this can also show up as issues with mothers or maternal influences. You as a mother, it can be kind of hard to deal with. And uh, because it's going to be in Gemini with Mars retrograde, that's kind of this energy of taking in all those details and that may get overwhelming or anxiety inducing. I mean, the full moon is a very like energetic time and Gemini energy really adds to that like buzzing energy. So with Mars, they're inspiring us to use our energy. Just be careful, please. <laughs> please, please be careful. Jupiter will have moved into that 29 degree of Pisces, which we actually spent a lot of time last episode talking about. But again, this is a time to just watch out for people that are susceptible to needing forms of escape. So whether that be drugs or alcohol or literal like, you know, feats of craziness because they want to get a high, that kind of thing. Just keep an eye out for your friends because this energetically will be a very potent period on this day. Thankfully, this is kind of like a focus period. Would you say that could also apply to other forms of escapism, like falling deep into like socials or fantasy or things like that? Exactly. Like you okay. nailed it. So Pisces is all form. Like Jupiter's at 20, that very, very last degree of Pisces. And that last degree is kind of seen in crisis. So Pisces is escape of all forms. So it like fantasy is a perfect example of what that could look like. It I will could keep be, a close eye on that for myself. Yeah, <laughs> but, and, and people like, again, keep a close eye on your friends and family that are going through that. It's a great time to call in and check on them, just see how they're doing. Let them, let them ground a little bit with you, right? And find their footing because it's, it's really hard to get swept up into that, like, ocean of just oh my gosh so much is happening and i just need to escape and and drift away that that pisces energy during that time is very drift away energy we've honestly been dealing with that for the last couple of weeks jupiter's been there so it will return there by this full moon and it's just something to be aware of especially with anger and aggression and energy kind of being at a peak at that point but like i said it is kind of a focus period because you have the moon crossing over that we're going to have the different planets talking to mars in that position but then they're all pretty fast moving planet. So it is going to pass. So just be aware that that full moon on December 7th is going to feel a little bit, right? <laughs> and, and watch out for your friends. There's a potential for misspeaking or misinterpreting language here, over-exaggerating people, over-exaggerating some form of truth. I put that in quotations, truth to you, spreading rumors and just attracting a negative energy by staying stuck in a negative mindset trying to step back, right? I mean, very Sagittarius. Let's look at the big picture, not get lost Gemini in the details. So trying to step back and see everything as a, a big picture and not necessarily running away from it, right? But trying to face it as responsibly and as healthily as we can. And if you do need to escape, I get it. <laughs> it's a full moon. Like, but you know, do something maybe where you're grounding in your own body to try and just find your footing in a place that is for you 
specifically, right? Dance. Dance! Move Perfect. your body, baby. I love it. Yes. I mean, Mars is going to be in, like inspiring us to move physically. So any kind of exercise you can do or just movement in general, like dance or Tai Chi or yoga or whatever. I mean, it, it can look like a walk in the park. And not to not to play blue, but get off about it. <laughs> Heck yeah! No, I love it. <laughs> it helps like with it. stressful energy. That sad energy is coming in. I love it. <laughs> if that's a thing that you're interested in, do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the full moon. And then, like I said, we only have a couple ingresses, so that's going to be Mercury moving to Capricorn on the 7th as well, and Venus will be moving into Capricorn by the 10th of December. So our Sag energy, right, is this, like, hot, fiery, knowing what, you know, we want and knowing what we believe and fiercely, like, standing by our beliefs and and, uh, willing to fight for a cause, getting passionate and wanting to, like, get excited about learning new things that excite us, right? It's about building relationships around learning and networking and expanding ourselves. And there's a definite energy of FOMO. (laughs) So if you're missing out, right, with Sagittarius, you don't want to miss out on anything. Anything could be exciting. Everything has potential, Ah, right? So when we move those two very personal planets of Mercury, our thoughts, our mind, our mindset, the way we think, and Venus, what we attract, what we find pleasurable, what we create in relationship. When those move into Capricorn, that's going to be a more reserved energy. So we'll see an energy shift in December around that full moon toward something that's not as outward. It's going to be more closer to like, you know, traditions. What am I building right now physically, tangibly? What's underneath my feet? What are my foundations? How do I feel safe? What can I be more practical about? An attraction to like ambition, but like being able to work hard for something that's further out and actually putting physical work into creating the tangible versus just sort of dreaming about it. No hate to Sages. We love your dreams. That's that's what makes the world go forward, right? <laughs> and just building overall a sense of security, willing to play the long game. So I think something about that full moon in Gemini may sober us up a little bit, right? Because that influence of Capricorn is going to start coming in and shifting us into the winter solstice Capricorn season. So Overall, though, that's kind of like it when it comes to a lot of the planetary energy shifting and moving. So it, we have like a big flavor change, but it's not even going to be that um, internal because Jupiter, our, our ruler of the season, really stays in Pisces all the way until like the very last day of Sagittarius. And that's when it moves into Aries. So once it moves into Aries, I think that's going to be a breath of fresh air. We're going to move forward. We'll see the winter solstice and it'll be really kind of time for us to like shift into that Capricorn. What's the next year going to look like planning forward, creating new foundations energy. Sag season, I think overall feels a lot lighter. I love the sound of that. Yeah. (laughs) Just in time for the holidays, which gets stressful anyway for a lot of people. Certainly. Wow. Well, oh, and of course, I do have the most magical day for our listeners, which ooh, I don't do for anybody else, by the way. Like, this is just for you guys because I love you. Um, <laughs> so I was actually looking, and November 24th, the Thanksgiving day, honestly, is such a beautiful day. But I didn't want to, like, 
to just be like, you have to get in all your magic and your dinner on things. That's not, that's not cool. <laughs> but it is a great day. So if you, if you have the time, great day to manifest wonderful energy. But another alternative to that is November 27th in the evening. So for us in the Pacific Northwest, if you're local listening, best times would be between like three and 8 PM of doing some form of magic. You have the moon and then the sun ruling the chart and they're in nice placements, but we've got like the moon conjunct Pluto. So there's super like depth around that. It's going to be sextile the sun. So that Aquarius and Sagittarius energy is going to be playing really nicely together, just like it does on this podcast. We love. <laughs> and then it's, uh, happy, it's happily sextile Jupiter. So there's like more of that abundant energy, which is in a really nice placement in Pisces. We have some like septile energy, which I've talked about in the past, but that's kind of like magical alien like vibes going on between sun and pluto so if you want to reach out to your extraterrestrials great time to do so go for it right and saturn will be still training mars and sextile venus so more good planning long-term strategy with whatever it is you're trying to manifest and go forward so the 27th it's not a perfect day but it's a pretty nice day i think there's a lot of great energy and potential there i wrote it down in my calendar i just wrote from three to eight do magic do magic (laughs) yes do it Love it. That's so great. Oh, Hanawin, thank you so much for doing this for us. We're looking forward to the big year-end prediction-y thing. That'll be totally fun. Well, thanks for such a nice overview of the months to come. A lot of exciting birthdays coming up. Until we see you again, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, You are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.